Good morning, everyone. Urian Timmer is the Director of Global Macro at Fidelity, which is one of the largest asset managers on the planet with an estimated 4.5 trillion assets under management. He shared a fascinating thread this morning where he revisits the supply demand dynamics of Bitcoin following the deviation of Bitcoin's price from Plan B's stock to flow model and compares network growth to that of mobile phones as well as the internet as a useful analog to help model the exponential growth of the Bitcoin network. We previously discussed the growth of Bitcoin compared with that of the internet, and I believe it's a valuable analog. But the comparison of mobile devices is a good one I had not looked at previously. The thread begins as follows. Quote, it's time for a fresh take on Bitcoin supply demand dynamics. Take a look at this first chart and we'll dive in. End quote. The chart shows the stock to flow in yellow, mobile phone S-curve model developed by Timmer in blue, the internet adoption S-curve in gray, as well as the Bitcoin's price in black. Visually, it appears that the price is tracking more in line with that of the internet and mobile phones than the stock-to-flow model. Timmer explained, quote, when I first went down the Bitcoin rabbit hole in late 2020, one of the first things I delved into was at 100 trillion USD stock-to-flow model. I'm oversimplifying, but it's essentially a power aggression curve of Bitcoin against the so-called inflation rate. But I was unsatisfied that scarcity alone would be a lasting driver for price. After all, if something doesn't have value, it doesn't matter how scarce it is. So I built an S-curve model based on the mobile phone adoption curve to estimate Bitcoin's future network growth. And quote, given Bitcoin's issuance schedule is fixed and known into the future, you would think there is little to model on that side. But Urian makes an interesting point on the potential diminishing returns as a result of the reduced deflationary issuance over time. Quote, while the model accurately lined up with Bitcoin's meteoric rise up to now, it seems unrealistic for it to continue to do so. One reason could be that the more coins are minted on the way to the 21 million cap, the less impact future halvings might have on price. End quote. He compares a modified stock-to-flow model, a multivariate modified supply model, which tracks more tightly with that of mobile phones and finds when comparing it in hindsight that it tracks more accurately on the whole than the original stock-to-flow. With this second supply-driven independent variable, it was pretty easy to turn the original single variable stock-to-flow model into a multivariate model, multivariate modified supply model. The result is the pink line in the chart below on the left. Something he notes that with both that of mobile phones and the internet is that growth slows over time and becomes asymptotic, meaning it begins to hit its limit. With the mobile phone analog, it tracks tightly with his modified stock-to-flow for the next 10 years before really starting to flatten out. The internet curve began flattening out much more already. Urian explains as follows, quote, assuming the mobile phone curve is a more viable analog, its curve suggests a strongly growing network for Bitcoin in the years ahead. But the more asymptotic internet curve raises the possibility that perhaps Bitcoin's growth curve is more mature than my models have assumed, end quote. At the end of the day, models are not comparable to reality. A model is by definition a simplification. It's one of the ways we humans try to understand the complex world. It is impossible to model the complexity of reality, which is important to realize when working with models. They can be a guide at best. At worst, they're like having Stevie Wonder as the guide. Is Bitcoin adoption mature? In my opinion, far from it. Most people that own Bitcoin still do not even realize what it is and the implications of it existing in the world. It's impossible to truly know what a global sound monetary standard can do for humanity in its entirety over time. The gravity of this innovation is way beyond what most people are appreciating, I believe. I don't know which one we have here, whether we have a guide that knows where they're going or if we're walking blind, but no doubt some fascinating data to look through regardless. 
It's particularly interesting to me looking at the adoption curves of various innovations like cars, TVs, radios, and even VCRs. The thing is to acquire all of those, you need money. I believe what we're looking at will far eclipse all those things combined. And the true power of this technology is not something that can be captured in a model. Alex Gladstein has highlighted that something in the vicinity of 40% of the world's population lives under authoritarian rule. This technology has the potential to upend this by enabling people with a monetary standard that cannot be inflated away, cannot be seized, and cannot be censored. What happens when the global human society is enabled in a way that has never been possible? I can't say for sure, but I'm willing to bet it will enable a renaissance on a scale that will eclipse anything that has come before it, and I'm here for it. Hope you all have a great weekend. I'll talk to everyone on Monday.